Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. As a Christ-centered community, our mission is to create space for all people to experience the compassionate love of the Father and the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today recorded live inside the Wilson Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. So I wanted to just share with you just a few things about how this church has been a blessing to this community. And so if you see up there, these are the kind of the end of the year. We get together as a board and we talk about like how can we, how can we sow in, how can we pour in to this community? How can we be a blessing in this community? And this is one of the things that uh, makes it unique for us because we meet here. Um, for some, in some ways, it could be a little bit of a drawback because it's not our own space. Right? We, don't, we don't get to do whatever we want with it. We have to put stuff away. Like when this service is over, all this stuff has to go away. We have to find somewhere to put it. But what it does is it causes us to be able to be generous at the end of the year to bless other people. And that's one of the things we like about this, this setup that we have. And so hopefully you'll tolerate that. You'll tolerate the fact that it's not our own place and that you'll just make it home while you're here. That's our hope. So we, we talked about the Day of Hope. Our church was generous to the Day of Hope this year, being able to provide all the things that they need to make sure we bless the people that, are, that come as our guests that day. Hillcrest Transitional Housing, that is the housing um, apartments here in Platte City. Matter of fact, one of the ladies who attends our church, she is actually going to get to go live in the Hillcrest Transitional Housing here in a few days. And she's going to have 90 days where she can save her money, where they can teach her how to budget her money, how they can teach her how to live on her own, give her life skills, so that when the time comes, she can transition into her own apartment. Youth World, I talked about that. That was the portable baptistry, baptistry that we bought, and it got delivered to them. Young Adult Ministry in Peru, Corazon de Esperanza. Uh, some of the ladies that my daughter Yesenia and my son Paul were in the orphanage with in Peru, some of those young ladies actually go to that program and they're a part of learning life skills to take the next step so they don't have to be out on the streets by themselves. So we were able to support that. Care Portal. Care Portal is a partnership between the local church and Division of Family Services or Children's Services. Uh, we work with them. We work with social workers in the local schools. And as needs come to these workers, they then broadcast the needs out to the local churches and then we say, hey, we can help with that. That the, all those baby supplies that you saw at the beginning of the slideshow, that was through Care Portal. And so we have direct access to the needs of the people in our community. And uh, sometimes we'll, we'll meet the need or sometimes another church in the community will meet the need. Uh, whatever we can do to help out with that. Parkville Women's Clinic, my wife's a part of that. That's a crisis pregnancy center. Literally saving lives every single day. Um, that they are, the doors are open. Sometimes even when the doors aren't open, um, text messages and messages and emails and just encouraging these young women, sometimes older women, to choose life, to, to give that baby a chance. Uh, Jesus Cristo Buen Pastor, uh, Pastor Brady, is very well connected with them down in the inner city. It's a Hispanic church. And they are the ones that a few years ago, we gave them $500. They took that $500 and planted a church in Cuba with our $500. And so that's just the kind of work that they're doing, and we are a part of that. Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you saw that. Ryan Campbell is a big part of our church. We support the work that he's doing in the local schools through coaches and student athletes. 
Justin, our, uh, our associate donkey, uh, he's actually going to run, he's going to run a marathon in April, and he is raising $10,000 for cancer research. And so if you've been impacted by cancer at all or know someone that has, uh, you might want to ask Justin, hey, how can I help? Because he's, he's got a ways to go on his goal, and so make sure we're a part of that. Beauty for Ashes, that's a prison ministry, and so they're actually impacting the lives of prisoners over in Lansing and also uh, in Vandalia and also in Chillicothe, I believe. And, and we know the people who are part of that ministry, and we want to do as much as we can to help those that are seeking freedom uh, behind bars. And then the last one is Open Arms Ministry. Uh, Pastor Brady uh, Rogers does an incredible work of ministry down in the inner city, and uh, he uses that, those funds to do a lot of different things. Um, and so we wanted to bless him this year and make sure that he has what he needs. And so just real quick, what are, what are the guides? What are, as a church, what guides are giving? What is it that propels us to give? And the first thing is Acts 1.8 says this. Jesus is telling his disciples, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Okay? And then Matthew 25 through uh, 25, 35 through 36 says, Jesus was speaking. He says, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit. And so first of all, just real quick, what is a witness? If you were to be my witnesses, Jesus says, what is a witness? Well, in a legal sense, it's to testify to what it is that you have seen. Okay, that's the, that's the legal sense. In a historical sense, it's one who is a spectator of anything. Maybe an example would be of a contest. Like we are, you're going to leave here today, most of you are going to go home, you're going to watch the Chiefs game. You're going to be a witness to the Chiefs game. Now, I didn't wear my Jesus socks today, but I did wear my Casey uh, Wolf socks. So, just saying. I'm going to be a witness of the Chiefs game today. And then in an ethical sense, those who after his example, Jesus, have proved the strength and genuineness of their faith in Christ by undergoing a violent death. Wow. That does not sound that exciting, right? But we talked about that a few weeks ago about being this joy in persecution. That to be a witness is actually the word, the, the Greek word for witness is actually the word that comes from the word martyr. Like willing to be a martyr, willing to die for what it is that I believe, what it is that I've seen, what it is that I testify about. So that's what a witness is. And so real quick, we're just going to look at uh, the where, the who, the how, the when, and the why. We're going to finish up all these questions we've been asking recently. So Acts 1.8 is the where. And we are encouraged by Jesus before Jesus left and ascended to heaven. And we're encouraged to be his witnesses to make disciples in all nations, right? So all nations is the where. And it starts in the very closest thing you can possibly find. Like for David, it starts in his home. It starts with this little boy right here. That is the where. That is, his, that is his closest Jerusalem. And then from that, when he walks out his front door, he's in Jerusalem. He's in his home. He's in his community. He's in Platte City or wherever it is that your address is, where your zip code is. That's your Jerusalem. 
And then you go down into the city. Not too far from here, you cross over into Kansas City. That becomes our Judea. Uh, Brady has a heart for Judea, for the inner city, for those that are hurting in the inner city. And so when you go into those places, you are one who testifies, a witness of what Christ has done. Okay, you understand? Does that make sense? Okay, that's who we're called to be. That is the where. And then you can say, well, okay, um, someone even, even challenged me a little bit this year. Well, why did you guys go to Dallas? Because that is our Judea or our, our Samaria. That is a little bit further out. That is, there's people who need to hear Jesus, hear the gospel of Jesus there. And so why, that's why we went there. We had an opportunity to go to be a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ in that place. And then... One of the reasons why we give money to Peru or to missions in foreign countries is because we're told to go to the ends of the earth. And we're told to, to, to be a witness there, to testify of the good news in, in that place far away. And so, so that is the where. Matthew 25 is the who. Okay, who are we supposed to be a witness to? Well, Jesus is pretty serious in Matthew 25, about who we are to be a witness to. And he says, what have you done for the least of these you've done unto me? And as a church, that is who we want to focus on. We want to focus on those who are, who are in need, those who are hurting. And it might be those of you right here in this room. There might be people right here in this room that have a need. And as a church, if we find out about the need, then we want to, we want to make sure we help them with that need, right? We want to bless them. Now, a lot of times... Uh, I might not know about the need until somebody tells me about it, until it comes to my, um, comes to my knowledge. Like someone, hey, Brady, uh, what about this particular family? This family has a need. All right, let's see how we can do that. And so when we sit down together as a board of elders, as, a, as the ones who lead this church, when we sit down together, we think, hey, what about so-and-so? Hey, well, if, if we can do it, let's meet that need. And we were able to do that in some pretty neat ways this year, pretty, pretty incredible ways. And that's one of the things I love about this church. And I love, it's one of the things I'm most proud of is the way that we bless other people. Now, if we, if we don't know about your need, it's hard to know how we can meet that need, okay? And so we have, um, uh, every, single, every single time an offering is given, that money is put into an account. It's called a benevolence account. And then we're able to bless those out of that account. And we were talking about that, that as the new year rolls in, I'm going to be looking for some people to kind of help me administer that. How, how do we do that in a, in a fair and equitable way? How can we make sure that the needs are being met um, in, a, in the right way, being good stewards of the resources that God has given us? So that is the, the who, the least of these, those who are in need. And then the individual church is to determine their best how. How are we supposed to do that? What does that look like for the calling community church? It's probably going to look a little different than it does for the Baptist church or for the Methodist church, or for the Christian church, or for Christ Chapel, the Assembly of God church, or for the Lutheran church here in town. Whichever, whatever church that you might be familiar with, our how is going to be different. And that's okay. It doesn't have to look exactly the same. And so we got to figure out some unique ways that we can be a blessing in this community that we live in. But it won't be by our own power. You see the passage of Scripture there out of Zechariah where it says, Not by my strength or by my might, but by my spirit, says the Lord of armies. This is how you're going to accomplish this. It's not going to be anything that we can do in our own strength. Because here's the deal. When we try to go do it on our own, like, hey, God, you know, God, thank you for getting us this far. We've got it from here. No, no, we don't have it from here. 
We still need his strength. We still need to be led by the Spirit and ask the Spirit to answer the question, how? How does it look? How does it look for us as a church here in this community? And then I love where it says in Zechariah chapter 4, it says, don't despise small beginnings. And I've had to be reminded of that sometimes. I've been reminded, Brady, don't compare yourself to the churches that have been going longer and that are bigger. Don't despise what God is doing here in the small beginning. Keep being faithful. Keep doing uh, what it is God's called. You keep doing your how, right? And let the other people do theirs. And then the when, well, the when is until Jesus comes back. That's when we're supposed to do this. You're like, well, I'm just ready. I'm just, Brady, I'm just waiting for the right time. I'm just waiting for the right time. Well, the right time is now, okay? Uh, yesterday, yeah, the, uh, actually, the right time was yesterday, and we missed that, all right? Just like my, my watch had to remind me to get busy, get active, maybe it's time for us to be reminded, hey, it's time to get busy. You, you know, on this watch, it's really interesting. It's got this, um, it's got this activity. It's got this, you can't see it, but it's this activity. It's three, three colors, and the goal is to get all three colors to get around to the end. I have not done that yet. I just, I don't even know really how. I guess I'll just run around like this until the green one gets a little bit further down the road. And I think sometimes for us, it's like as we look at our own activity in our own life, it's like God's saying, hey, it's time to get busy. It's time to get busy doing my will, doing the things I'm calling you to do. And we're going to really press into that in this, next, in this next few weeks coming into 2020. We're going to really just dive in to where God is, is, is wanting us to go. And so the win is until Jesus comes back. He is with us until the end of the age. It says it is time for the church to rise up. And then the last part is the why. Why? Why all of this? Why do this? It's the same thing that compelled Jesus to be born, to come and live on this planet, to die the death that he died, and to rise again in his love. That's it. That's the thing we keep coming back to. It's love. It's love for him and it's love for each other. It's love for the people in our community. And, you know, if you want to be a part of a church like that, then you're in the right place. And if our how's not your how, then you probably should go look for a different place this year. But that's how we're going to do it. And this is where we're going to do it. This is when we're going to do it. This is how. (laughs) This is why. This is where. This is the who. And that's, as we look back on 2019, it's good to remember his faithfulness in the past, but we cannot stay there, right? You know, like I was putting all the Christmas decorations away yesterday, and I was taking them up the ladder and sticking them into the attic, and I was just thinking, like, that's what we've done with 2019. We've put it away, right? And now it's time to look forward. It's time to look for for new things, new adventures of faith. It's time to be reminded of the gifts that God has given us and how he wants us to use them. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, you know what? There's a lot of things I wanted to get done in 2019 I didn't get done. All right, don't, don't stay there. Think about that, but that's okay. Just don't stay there. Let's get moving. Let's get moving forward. And next week we'll jump in to that as well. But until then, we've got the table. And the table is for us to remember. The table is for us to remember what Jesus has done for us. So I want you to bow your heads.
And I want you to prepare yourself for this table. At this table is waiting for you the body and the blood of Jesus. His sacrifice so that you might live. And we don't take this lightly. Matter of fact, it says we are to examine ourselves before we come to the table. We are asked the Lord to to clean our hands and to purify our hearts before we come to receive. And here's the thing. If If you are a part of the family of God, if you belong to Jesus, you belong here at this table. And so we invite you to to come, to come in reverence, to come in remembrance, to come with a grateful heart today to celebrate what Jesus has done for us in this past year, to be encouraged about what he's going to do in the coming year. So I want you to do me a favor, stand up where you're at. If this is your first time here, we do it a little different just because of the size of the room and how we're all spread out. You're going to go to your left. (laughs) Unless you're on this side, you're going to go to your right. <laughs> and you're going to come down, and if you filled out your, your sheet, your attendance sheet, if you haven't done that, you can do it afterwards, but just get, get that done. Drop it in the basket. Joy will be greeting you. And if you have an offering to give, drop that in the basket too. And then you're going to come, and you're going to receive a piece of bread, and you're going to receive a thimble, little thimble-sized thing of juice. And if you uh, need... A gluten-free variety. There's actually that at the table too. And then you're going to go back to your seat and you're going to wait and we're all going to eat together. Okay? And so, let us come. Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church, or want to speak to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com, and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.